This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frames. Hey, Mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hon, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a Vision Center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart. And welcome back to Cottage Talk. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Emilio Danello. And we have two very special guests. They are Fulham legend Gordon Davis and Robert Wilson. This is our season preview for Fulham. And uh, we're going to go through and give our predictions at the end of the show. But we have a lot to talk about. And I look forward very much to doing the show with the guys and, of course, Emilio. But before we do anything else, we have to start here, Emilio and Rob. Happy birthday, Gordon. Happy birthday. There you go. Happy birthday, yeah. Well done, Gordon. Glass of wine. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Sorry, mine's in the office. Cheers, cheers. Okay, well, Gordon, thank you so much for doing this again with us. No, it's it's a pleasure, Russ. We always have a a good laugh and a good discussion when the four of us get together. So I'm I'm looking for more of that tonight. And perhaps uh, if one of you knows how I get get my bus pass through pretty quickly, then you can give me some advice on that as well. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Gordon. Rob, thank you so much for doing this again. I look forward to doing the show with the rest of the gang here. Yeah, no, no problem. Nice to, nice to see you. It's been, it seems like a long time. And uh, Mm -hmm. as I say, wish uh, Gordon a a nice happy birthday. 66. Obviously last year he missed his, in COVID, he missed his big 65th, but uh, I'm sure he went to yeah. the bar and bought everyone a drink. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you well, just I, have, I did, to, but you only... have to scratch that itch. You just have to. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there were only two people there, so I, I bought them a drink anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, good stuff. Emilio, I know you're excited to do this show tonight. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure doing it with this, the four of us on the show. So, yeah, here's a chin-chin to Gordon. Happy birthday. And, uh, yeah, it does seem... 
Only yesterday we were talking about the doom and gloom of last season. A lot's happened since then. New manager, Italy winning the Euro. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, better get that one in there. So uh, yeah, overall it's been a good it's been a good summer for Italy. So uh, so I think we've got something to cheer about. But yeah, I'm looking forward to well, looking forward to the new season. Lot to look forward to. I think after the the dismal season we had last yep. year. So yeah, let's let's cover a lot tonight. So yep. happy birthday, Gordon. Uh, happy birthday again, Gordon. And uh, if anyone has a question that's watching live with well, if us, if you keep saying happy birthday, I've got to keep drinking. Okay. Keep drinking. Okay. Keep... <laughs> We will get to questions at the, uh, hopefully at the end of the show for Robin Gordon. If you have any, please feel free to share it live. Please feel free to. Okay, guys, let's get to this. And to get us going, I think we have to start where everything ended. Obviously, Fulham get relegated. And uh, the first domino to fall was Scott Parker leaving. So let's start there. Uh, Rob, I'm going to go to you first because I know how you feel, felt about Scott. You really like Scott a great deal. So what was going through your mind when you got the news that he was actually leaving Fulham? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I stood by Scott all of last season. But um, in fact, I've changed my view after it, the mannerisms of how he left the club uh, come the form of interest. In fact, I'd say I, I stood by Scott last season. But in fact, the way he left the club, I was disappointed. OK. Emilio, what was going through your mind? Yeah, again, you know, it's no, you know, we've been very open. I wasn't Scott Parker's biggest fan a couple of years ago, but I've always said all along on all these shows, if he's doing well or the club's successful when we got promoted, you can't, you can't keep sacking managers. So, you know, I was always give him a chance, give him a, you know, give him an opportunity to put his stance on football. You know, ideally consolidated Premier League status, but the way I saw performances last season, it just you know, the home record, nine goals all season, something wasn't working. We've talked about it many times in the show, but. Yeah, I, I was disappointed. I was willing to give him another chance. Okay, got relegated. See if he can go. You get put him back up in the first attempt. But with what was going on behind the scenes, um, you know, him tapping up Bournemouth and them tapping up him. You know, to be honest, yep. it's the right outcome all round. You know, we had a dismal season last year. You know, yes, he's a young manager, but why would he want to go to Bournemouth? I just don't. I don't understand that. To be honest, I was yeah. a little bit puzzled by that. That you know, I was willing to give him a, at least the first two or three months of the season. Give him another opportunity. See what he can do to. Rescue the situation, get us back up first attempt. But clearly, he wanted out of the club. And the fact that he, to Robert's point, yep. he's trying to negotiate a, a, some form of compensation. That was pretty poor, to be honest. And to be honest, I think we've got a, a favourable outcome now. We move on to a new manager. Thank you, Scott, for getting us promoted, giving us you know a good, exciting time a year ago. We had a dismal Premier League season. I think we now we need to put that behind us and move forward. And you know, I'm excited by the man in charge and hopefully we can get back up first attempt. That's, that's got to be our goal. That's got to be our mission. Nothing, nothing less will be acceptable. You know, we have to get promoted. So, um, yeah, but just overall disappointed with how, how the departure came about. You know, it could have been dealt with a little bit more professionally, but. No, listen, I agree with you. And, you know, and Gordon, I, I want to get your thoughts on uh, Scott Park leaving, but Emilio brought up one thing, that, you know, it just seems to me that, Scott made up his mind that he wanted to leave and he left and uh, you know, and we move on. I was willing as Emilio to give him a chance, but I was actually ready for some new direction. And I look forward to talking to you about Silva, but what was going through your mind when you were watching the whole drama with Scott Parker? Because it, again, it wasn't something uh, very simple again, that they had to come to an agreement and then eventually he leaves and then phone move on. But, what were your thoughts about the whole situation and then him actually leaving? 
Well, a bit like Rob, you, you give him the benefit of the doubt when he gets the job. Um, the, the, the championship sort of uh, promotion season wasn't the greatest season as far as watching football was concerned, but, but we just did enough to scrape through. So, again, you th you're thinking he's got us up, give him a chance, see how things start. Um, and, and when we didn't start well, when you think that uh, Slavisa got sacked after about 15, 16 games, when right. things weren't working out, similarly with Ranieri, and I've said this before, um, and, and, and I think Scott was very, very lucky that there was a pandemic on and there were no supporters in the ground. Because I think if we'd have had 80, 16, 18, 19,000 at the ground watching the type of football and the results that we were getting, there was only one outcome and that would have been the crowd starting Parker out. And as soon yeah. as the owners hear that, they have got to have meetings and they've got to make a decision. So I think Scott was very, very lucky to stay in the job for a whole season due to the pandemic. Um, but at, you, when you come to the end of the season and, and it's a bit like Parker Teflon, nothing stuck to Scott Parker and, and everybody was saying what a great job he did at Fulham with the resources that he had, but it's the worst season that a club has had probably in the Premier League. Um, it's the worst sort of goals return or points return so there was only one outcome. I couldn't really see the club sticking with him for this coming season, even giving him the benefit of the doubt from a bad season. But the way that it's gone about, um, I wasn't uh, up to scratch with him going to Bournemouth, tapping Bournemouth up or Bournemouth tapping him up. But uh, yes, it, it's annoying when in a way you've done a bad job and you're still trying to get money out of the club that you've taken down. Uh, so it does leave a bad taste in the mouth. But Scott, if he knew that he was going to Bournemouth, he could have walked out and got some money from Bournemouth to, to get the new job. He could have probably gone three weeks earlier and given Fulham more chance to speak to managers, speak to players um, and not be in the position that we're in at the moment with, yes, we have a couple of signings. There's a three or four more in in the queue, shall we say. Um, and I just think it was badly dealt with by by Scott just to try and get money out of the club when he's not performed. So, um, in, in a way, I'm glad to see him go. Uh, okay. And we start a new era come Saturday, uh, come Sunday. Gordon, let me ask you this question because uh, I said this on a prior show and then, again, we'll, we'll wrap up talking about Parker because I really want to talk yeah. to you guys about Silva the way that I felt about the way that Parker was portrayed outside of say the foam supporters and, and the people that covered foam, I thought that he was protected by the media. Am I wrong to feel that way? He felt like th he was very protected by, by the national media in regards to the perception. I think the perception of him as a manager was different than what we experienced as foam supporters. I, I, I think you're probably right. I think because he's got a very good, name within the game i think people uh, he comes across as being the nice guy some people or some players signed because he had spoken to them and so there then that takes it away from tony khan buying players to scott having some input to bring players into the club so you you look at him in a different way as he's got hands on 
But um, as I mentioned, the word Teflon, nothing has stuck yeah. with, with Scott nothing. this season, even though, yes, he, he did slightly change the, the formation if he went to five at the back with attacking win, wing backs. Um, but there was still the delay in getting the ball forward and w some of the players that we did get in, uh, Loftus-Cheek didn't do anything. And I think once you find out the wages that he's on, you've got to be performing if you're on X amount of wages. You've got to be performing if you're one of the youngsters now coming in the team on less wages. But once you're in that first team, you've got to perform. And a, a lot of players didn't last year, even though they were talking well about Scott. Yep. A lot of players, I think, were being played out of position. They were being asked to do things that sometimes they're not good at. And we've got to get back to... Um, sort of basics with regards to wide men taking players on, getting crosses in, centre-forwards getting on the end of things, midfield players getting in support, and we don't take three and a half minutes to get from one box to the other. And it, it just gives you a whole different outlook from a supporter's point of view. But yeah, from, from, from Scott's point of view, he's come out of taking Fulham down, smelling of roses, and I can't work that out somehow. Okay. Rob, back over to you. I want to get your thoughts on all this. And, and again, I don't want this to be a, a Parker bashing show because that's not what this is about. But I just want to get your thoughts on what Gordon just shared because one of the, one of the things that I've noticed is, like he mentioned, it, it's almost like Teflon Scott. It, it, it was like that last season. And, you know, and I'll ask you this question. And I, and I know you like Scott. And listen, in the end, obviously, I wanted him to succeed as well. But I'll ask you the question. Did the players over the course of the season improve under Parker? And to Gordon's point, if there were fans there, would the cons have been forced to get rid of him earlier? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I, as you well know, you will, will know that I stood by Parker from, from day one. And I will probably, you know, overseeing the, the, the bigger picture that he wasn't really improving the players. Um, we were struggling... To, to adapt to the Premiership, and I, for one, realised in the end that he wasn't—he wasn't the manager that that he that we all thought he could allude to eventually. So I wasn't sad to see him go, and, I, and the disappointment okay. of how he handled it in in the summer was was, was poor to me. So listen, he's moved on now. He's gone. Uh, it's yep. history. He, he, he done what he done. Uh, you know, let's let's look forward. Let's look at the positives. Look at the new manager. See what he's going to bring to Fulham. You know, is he the next? You know, Tigana, or Keegan, uh, Coleman. You know, whatever. So let let's just see what he's going to bring to the table. But you know, I've you know I've got I've got every hope that this season's going to be successful. So do I, Rob. And it's a great segue because let's put that in the past. Let's talk about the future back over to you, Amelia. So let's start our conversation talking about Marco Silva. And uh, he does have a, I would say a decent history in the premier league with three different sides. You know, again, you can look at it with Watford, Hull city and Everton. They're all different situations, but I actually mentioned to you, I think they all have something in common that all three of these teams started strong, which actually kind of uh, is important for Fulham because we know Fulham don't start strong. But what were your first impressions when you heard of Marco Silva become the new Fulham manager? Surprised, but 
Oh, you know, we, we spoke as soon as we got the announcement, didn't we, Russ? And I remember yeah, I was actually quite, quite enthusiastic. I, I'm looking, I'm comparing Silver to all the other managers that were being lined up by Fulham. You know, you look at Wilder, the guy from Swansea, Neil Lennon. None of these inspired me. And I think, again, it's, do the, did those faces fit the way the the owners want, the, you know, a Fulham profile to look like? So you look at Slavisa, well-dressed, well-suited. You've got... Ranieri, you know all these all these man, former managers, Scott Parker, all eloquently dressed, fit the high profile type of manager we want. Whereas you've got the other guys who are lined up to be full of manager, all, all high in the odds, are all rough and ready, rugged. Not saying that's a criticism, but they their face didn't fit Fulham. And to get Marco Silva, I, I thought I actually was quite elated compared to those other guys. None of those other right. guys appealed to me, and to me, I was very disappointed. That was the best we could aim for. Disappointed. So again, I think every, we were caught by surprise. I think nobody expected Marco Silva to be our new manager. You know, he's been well, he's been able for the last eighteen months, two years. I'm not sure he's had a job, so he's been in the distance. And you know, I'm, I'm looking forward because he plays an offensive way of football. Badly missed that under Scott Park. We've had a turgid two years of of Scott Parker ball. You know, I'm glad to see the back of that. You know, we've got an opportunity now to see, you know, a more expansive way of football. What Gordon says, more width, hopefully more goals. And, you know, and then, you know, we've got a new era to look forward to. And ultimately, he comes at the right profile, the right figure. You know, it's very stylish, good brand of football. And hopefully he will suit the full and way of playing. But I think compared to the other suspects who were lined up, the full manager, he's probably, he was the best of that bunch. So, uh, <laughs> let's be honest, I'll be honest with you. The other guys didn't appeal to me. They just weren't the right... The right profile, the right demeanour about those you know, those managers, and I think Marco Silva overall looks a, a, a better fit for Fulham. And I think that's probably why he was tapped up for the job. But I'm sure all of us will be here will be surprised. None of us expected Marco Silva to be the new uh, manager. Let's be very honest here. Okay, Gordon, what were your thoughts about the move for uh, Marco Silva? Well, funny enough, I was pleasantly surprised uh, with the with the appointment um, because you look at. Uh, any manager, as Emilio said uh, to, to Rob, uh, are you a bit reticent about the last job he got sacked from? That's the only thing you're guaranteed of when you when you become a manager, is that at some point you are going to get sacked, whether that's your fault or the player's fault or the owner's fault. So um, it doesn't bother me that he was sacked at Everton. You look at um, how he kept Hull up. Uh, when, when he went there in, in the Premier League, he did a good job at, uh, at Watford. So um, I'm, I'm looking at uh, all the positives uh, that we can get from uh, a foreign manager. And he's obviously uh, spoken to some of the uh, players uh, that we've signed. People can just go on online and look at the type of football that he played with Hull or Watford or even even Everton when he was there. And you are sort of talking about uh, a, a different, sometimes a different quality of players. But when, when I look at our squad that he is taking over, and, and we probably talk about players that have come in to the squad uh, uh, a bit further down the line, um, then there, there is quality there. It's just getting that quality out of the players. You, you look at, for instance, last year, I think, oh, let's see. If you look at the assists from our attacking players and Bobby Decker Dover-Reed had seven assists all year. Luckman had four, Cavaliero had three. So two of our wide men 
that one has played for half a season and has got four assists and one has played the majority of the season and got three assists. That is woeful with regards to scoring goals and keeping yourselves in the Premier League. Now, if we get anything like that this year, we'll struggle. But with Marco Silva, I think he is going to play to players' strengths. And if they're not going to do it, then there are going to be people pushing them now because we've got a couple of youngsters, even three or four youngsters that are in the first-team squad now with numbers. So um, I can see there being, well, especially if we go on to the players that we could sign as well before the beginning of the season or in the first week or two of the season, we are going to have quite a big squad. We're going to have a lot of competition for places and, and I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing the way that he's going to set the team up because there's going to be potential of p- players that we like not being in the first team. And right. it's going to be interesting to see how we start the season because those first five games that we've got, there is a, a possibility of getting 15 or maybe 13 points from those five games. And if we do that, I'll tell you what, we will be rocking. Okay, excellent. All right, all right. Let's uh, transition and uh, uh, Rob had the drop off. We're having some technical difficulties. Hopefully, he can join back with us soon. But Emilio, I'll start with you, and then I'll I'll, I'll go to Gordon. And uh, let's talk about the style of play. And again, this is again, I'm not trying to take more shots at Park. I'm just trying to talk about the differences that we have here, because um, it was really evident to me when I watched the Charlton match that there's a difference here mm-hmm. that there's there's a need to get the ball forward quicker and our center backs again it was Tim Ream and Tosin were constantly looking forward instead of passing it to themselves which we saw a great deal of so <laughs> yeah. we talked about this before Emilio uh, yeah. Scott Parker is a conservative manager I think mm-hmm. we've gone to the other side here yeah. where Marco Silva is a very aggressive manager base again very short small sample but in the you know in the shorthand you know I think fans will if you know once they start seeing it, they're gonna notice the difference but for us enjoyment it's definitely mm-hmm. gonna be more enjoyable the question is, we'll be winning football. I guess the only time will tell. But your thoughts about the differences? Because we're going from one extreme, I believe, to the other. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, we've all, we were all bored of Scott Parker Ball. Let's be very honest. You know, I recall from two seasons ago when he in his first season in the championship. You know, and I think when, when, did I meet, when did I meet up with him at Craven College for an event? I think it was October time, two years ago. I was criticizing his style of football and saying, would he be willing to change it? If you recall, he was getting a lot of booze from the fans. You know, to Gordon's right. point, when the fan when the ground was fairly full two seasons ago, where there were games that were either winning or I remember some of the home defeats that that was terrible. Bristol City, Barnsley, Hull, we got demolished. I remember three 0 at home against a team, that, and the yeah. fans were booing, rightly booing uh, Scott Parker that time. Right. I, I challenged him around his style of football, and he was very much saying, "This is the way I want to play football." And, and to be honest, he stuck to his word. In in two years on, or eighteen months on. He didn't change his brand of football. What he told me back in October 2019 is exactly the brand of football he continued playing in the championship season and throughout the Premier League season. So it didn't clearly didn't work, you know, but I think all of us were pretty bored, but I don't like sacking managers. You've got to give managers a chance. There was a, you know, a turn of the year, you know, things were improving. We were grinding out results. We were playing good football, but to Gordon's point, 
not really creating enough chances. And in front of goal, where the few chances we did create, we weren't good enough. Silver, I think, goes, like I said, to the other extreme. If we look at his record at Hull, uh, Watford, and also at Everton, you know, goals galore. But let's, let's, have we got a good enough defence there in this division? I think we do, because this championship, 24 teams in the championship, it's probably the weakest ever. Mm-hmm. This is the best chance. We keep saying this every year. This is the best chance to get automatic promotion because that squad, that championship 20, you know, 24 teams are very, very poor, in my opinion, overall. And we've got the great chance to get automatic promotion. So as long as we win 4 3, 3 2, I don't care. As long as we get those victories, like Gordon says in the first five games, get some momentum. But we've got to hit the ground running. We've got to start winning games. We don't want to be on the back foot on day one chasing, chasing the top team. So great chance to get on the front foot. But I don't know. I don't know who's who going to play. It's all experimental. I think we're going to see young players given the chance. I hope so. Which I think I think we've seen you know, the squad on Saturday, the bench on Saturday. I think we will start to see some of those younger players creep in. There's still going to be a few exits, in my opinion, like Van Geester and potentially Seri could, could, you know, will go. So I think we're going to see a bit of movement in the next few weeks. You know, But overall, I want to see more exciting football. You know, we've got fans going back to the stadium from next week. As long as we start to win and then we win exciting, if we win 4-3, the fans will take that as long as we're winning games and, we, and we're giving some, the fans something to cheer about. That's, what, that's what's been missing the lot. Even the championship team, we got promoted. But, you know, we were winning. We weren't winning pretty. We didn't, we, either we won or we lost, if you recall. We, and you made the point, Gordon, we scraped through into the playoffs got the final and got promoted. But, you know, to be honest, we probably didn't deserve it. Brentford were the better team that year, but we won head-to-head in, the, in, the, in a one-off final. So, right. And I'm excited. I'm going to say it couldn't be any worse than what we've seen in the last two seasons. So I'm excited. We've got enough quality there to Gordon's point to yep. win games. Our squad is good enough there. And it was good enough last season to stay in the Premier League. I'm adamant of that. I don't care. On paper, that squad, I think, was good enough to stay in the Premier League. But clearly, we, we are where we are for a reason. So but yeah, I think I'm looking forward to the season. I think it's going to be quite exciting, especially with the fans back. Okay, good stuff. Emilio and uh, we do have Rob back before we talk to Rob you know again we've had some technical difficulties and actually some of the technical difficulties involved me I didn't realize I had the TV on so I apologize that's a goldman on me people were were hearing a baseball game in the background so that's on me so uh so sorry everyone on that but that's been fixed Rob, let's see if you're all set to go. Can you hear us? Yeah, no, fine. No, I'm back on the laptop. I, I was, oh, there we go. Okay. I was working off my phone. Sorry. <laughs> my wife just come up and sorted her computer out and let me on into that. So, yeah, oh, I, whatever cool. I've missed, um, just going back to what I said earlier on, I think I probably caught the back end of the um, conversation about uh, Parker last year and Silver. Yep. Yes, I'm I'm. I'm I'm excited about Silver, but the bottom line is, like any manager, you know, he doesn't get the sack from three previous jobs for any reason. So whether his hand was dealt wrongly by each club, he uh, he got the sack. You know, let's see. The jury's still out. I mean, like any new manager, I'm always a bit sceptical. But I was disappointed the way Scott left the the club because I stood by him for two years. Um, But listen, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to give Silver and... Uh, and Bamorti, they're kudos now. Let's see what they're going to bring to the table. It's been a difficult uh, pre-season. You know, they've not had you know too much time to bring in some players and we're approaching next week, the first game of the season. So let's see. You know, we, we, you know I only watched the brief highlights of Charlton on Saturday, but, okay. you, know, let, you know, it's... It, 
it's Fulhamish, you know, this this is what Fulham are about, you know, they they do things like this, you know, there's not any other club in the country to do what we do. Um, <laughs> that's why we love them and watch them week in, week out. So let's see, you know, it can be, but I think uh, as Emilio and I'm sure Gordon have said, I thought we had the squad to stay up last year, whether it wrongly or rightly, Scott, Scott didn't get enough out of the players, you know, that, that was, uh, you know, that was paramount come the end of the season. But I thought we definitely had the squad to stay up, and we didn't do because we beat, we, you know, we beat Liverpool in March, and then we lost, you know, we didn't win a game for eight games. So, you know, let's go into this season positive. I always look on positives and not negatives. Silva's come in. Let's give him a chance. Yep. Let's get behind him. Let's see what he's going to bring to the table. Um, you know, see what uh, what sort of signings he's going to be able to make. You know, that's key. It, obviously, keeping Mitrovic and Kearney and you know, mm-hmm. let's see what happens with Sarri and Anguissa, you know. So, you know, we have got the squad to go into this season with a really good opportunity of going straight back up. I totally agree, Rob. And we're going to talk about that as we go through the show because we'll, we'll go through our predictions. I'm actually very positive. Emilio knows this, and I'm not going to share my prediction yet, but I'm feeling pretty good. Part of it has to do with the change in manager, but also the players that we currently have. And I'll go over to you, Gordon, because, again, we've already been talking about the change here from Silva to Parker is very different. It's, you know, and again, I think for you, uh, you know, the way that you you were as a player, I, I, you know, and again, you'll probably have to see more to really judge it. But I think an aggressive style is something that you would like to see. So just thoughts on on the differences of the style here, because we really are going from Parker ball, which is conservative nature, to based on what I've seen so far, a manager that wants to get the ball forward quickly. Yeah, we're, we're literally sort of uh, going down the Star Wars route. We're going from the dark side, which was Parker <laughs> Ball, to, to the light side, which is Silver Ball, uh, purely because of the fact that, as, as I've said on numerous times before, if I'd have been playing, if I'd have been Mitrovic, uh, playing in that team, I would have been pulling my hair out. And Before Rob mm-hmm. says it, I know I haven't got that much left, but there's still a few on, on the top. But I would have been uh, pulling my great. hair out. Oh uh, yeah. Oh well, it's silver. It's silver ball. Uh, so I I would have been pulling my hair out, and I would have been losing my voice because you, you cannot. You've got the best target man in the league, and he is getting five, ten balls into him a game, and he's getting one, two, maybe three chances in ninety minutes, and. He's just sort of walking about. People are questioning his fitness. People are questioning his attitude. But when the ball isn't coming to you, you tend to just start walking around because you know it's not going to come anywhere near you. So we're going to see a different style of play um, uh, under Silva. I think if he does play Mitrovic, I think as soon as the crowd get back in, I think Mitrovic needs the crowd. He needs yeah, to he, have he feeds off of nineteen thousand. He yeah. needs to have nineteen thousand arms around him, saying how good he is, chanting his name, chanting Mitra's on fire, and getting chance after chance after chance, because he'll keep going in there if you put the ball in there. But once the ball doesn't come in, and he stops running and he stops thinking the ball's going to come in, when that one cross comes in, he's nowhere near it. So um, it, it's a situation that. I'm looking forward to 
getting balls in the box. I'm looking forward to getting support players there as well. If you look at the two of us now, Willow and myself, and we've had this conversation before, we were probably one of the first teams that played that diamond formation in the middle of the park. Willow was an attacking midfield player. But every time the ball went in the box, you had myself, you had Dean Coney, you had the opposite winger coming in, and you had Willow. So there were four of us in there looking for chances to score goals. The way we played last year, we had one, maybe two, and, and that second person was on the edge of the box. So it, it is uh, a completely, I think, different style of play that we're going to see this year. Yeah. And we're going to have some fresh legs. We're going to have some youngsters coming in. And I think they're going to want to put their stamp on it as well. And if you're a youngster, and, and Rob's been there, when you get in that team, you want to give 110% to stay in that team because now that you're there, you don't want to lose it. But some of the older players, they might think, well, I'm guaranteed a place. This season, I'll tell you what, we, we haven't spoken about the midfield players, but one of our better players last year, Harrison Reed, he could be struggling to get in the team this year if we sign the players that are on the list, if we've got the players coming in. So one of our best players last year might have to fight for a first team spot, which I think is fantastic going yeah. into the first game of the season. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree, Gordon. And it's funny because I was going to wait a little bit before we talked about these two players, but when I watched the friendly against Charlton Athletic, and, I, and again, I understand that you only saw the highlights, two players yeah. stood out, two players stood out. And I want to get your thoughts, all three of you on these players, because I think it's important before we talk about the actual signings and we break down each parts of the pitch, how important is it that Tyrese Francois, who again, I wouldn't say coming out of nowhere, but has just bided his time and has taken advantage of this opportunity to really shine in a friendly, but it, it all led up to it. If you hear Silva, he had been really impressing leading up to this. And then you have Carvalho, which we already saw last season. How big could it be if these two players and maybe some other youngsters make an impact? Thoughts on, on these two, though, Gordon, and then I'll go to Rob. Well, as, as we said, we had a quick chat before we came on air. And um, looking at the highlights, um, I said to you that the ball that uh, Tyrese Francois put through is a ball we've been looking at for people to play really for the last two seasons and for Carvalho to get on the end of it that's the type of run we've been looking for somebody in that position to make so two youngsters have come in and they've shown shall we say the experienced players what should be happening on the pitch but you've got to have somebody that can see the pass or you've got to have somebody that can make that run to force the player to put the ball in there and we've got two youngsters who are, who are pushing for a spot. And it might be a situation where they come in, as youngsters do, they come in, they play four or five games, and then they have a rest. But if they can sort of tear open defences like that uh, in, in, in the championship, then they will be playing week in, week out. Because nothing beats pace up when you've got pace up front and nothing beats vision. And uh, I tell you what, the, the lads got vision by just that one pass because Absolutely. it was perfection. Mm. It was perfection. It, and it, it's, it, it's good to see from youngsters. So they, they've started well. They've got to keep up to that level. Right. And 
over to you, Rob, because uh, again, uh, I'm curious your thoughts on this. And and uh, I watched the match, and I told Gordon off air that I thought Francois was the best player on the pitch at just the way that he, his confidence. And he's he's not a big fellow, but the fact that he could hold up. But again, we have Harrison Reed too, so it's not like you need to be huge in stature. It's how you present yourself and and the confidence that he showed, and the confidence that Carvalho showed. Again, it's a small sample, but it, it, I think things have all led up for these two players. Carvalho showed us last season, and Francois showed this already to Silva. This has to be positive signs for Fulham. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I only saw the highlights like probably uh, Gordon and Emilio did. But, um, yeah, I mean, Francois looked looked like a, he's got some nice touches. Carvalho, I've seen quite a lot watching the reserves and the youth team. And I, I, I definitely think he's a, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. But, you know, we've got some experienced players in that area of the pitch. We you do. know what I mean? Which, which Silva, you know, he likes of whether Seri or Anguisi or Reed or Kearney <laughs> or Onoma stay. You know, we've still got enough in, in our armory to, to, yeah. to go through this division and be in one of the top two places. And, you know, and I think these kids will, will do well. And it's nice for them to come. But, you know, I don't want them to be a sort of one-trick, one-game pony that we've, we've seen them when we all think, oh, yeah, they're going to do this, do that. You know, we've seen that from youngsters in the past, you know, not necessarily right. at our club. It happens generally in, in, in the game of football. But, yeah, I like what I saw. And uh, Cavalio I liked last season. Every time he came on, he had a, an impact. He was an impact-type player. I've not seen the, the kid Francois too often uh, other than footage I've seen in 23s and, and previously before that. But, yeah, I mean, it's just another addition to to see the, you know, it's nice to see the academy players getting an opportunity, you know, because at Fulham we've not had that because we've just bought, bought, bought or loaned, loaned, loaned. You know, let's give these kids a chance. You know what I mean? That's why we run a, a multi-million pound academy to get players exactly, through. Rob. Not really giving them the opportunity. I'm glad that you said that, Robert. And over to you, Emilio, because that's been something that I've been thinking about. We have this tremendous academy. Why aren't they leaning more on it? And now you have a couple players, and like I said, it could be more that could potentially be breaking through and making an impact this season. I know you just saw highlights, but I wanted to speak more about what we're talking about here because it's more of the fact that they have choices, that you have young players that are pushing to play. I, I think that is huge. Yeah, and last season we were all crying out when things weren't clearly working out. You know, we were, we were all crying out, give give the youngsters a chance. What else have you got to lose, Scott? You know, you're you're losing with your experienced players. Change it. Change your formation. Give the young players a chance, for better for worse. You're not winning games with your most experienced players. Clearly, something wasn't working. But he left it too late. You know, again, the conservatism of the way he likes to play football clearly, you know, impacts us last year. But I'm excited. We you know, Rob, you made a point. This experience we've got plus youngsters, that's a perfect mix, to be honest. Absolutely. Youngsters are going to feed off the experience players around them. They're going to be coached. They're going to be mentored. This is a good future for the club. But, you know, whether we get promoted or not, I just think there's a lot of good players on our books. We've got a big enough squad here, experienced squad. And if, if Silver get, you know, plays the right formation and gets the best out of these players, more than Scott did, then you know, we've got some exciting times ahead. But it's 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 finding that winning formula and finding that, you know, that that way of playing football in this division. This division is going to be, I've always said it all along, more difficult to get out of this division than it is to stay in the Premier League. And we've got to get on the front foot. If we look at Scott Park, every time players were attacking us, we had no space, we struggled. 
I think Mark Silver's going to go the other way. Get at the get at your opposition from the word go because you're not going to get much space. And we've got enough space in this squad. We've got enough experience end to end to actually hurt teams. But this we need squad. We need a squad that's got got a mm. lot of depth, experience, and and youth. That's a great mix, to be honest. And we're in a lucky position, there. and we can afford to buy players which other play, other teams can't do that. So again, we're we're making some shrewd signings, which reinforcing in areas where we need to. A, get the ability to get out of this division. B, have the quality of players that can stay in the Premier League if we get promoted. And that's the key thing. Twice we've failed doing that. Hopefully we've learned our lessons. And, I, you know, this is an exciting time. And are Francois and Cavallo going to play every week? Remains to be seen. Maybe a little bit too early to play week in, week out. But if we can keep Mitrovic there to mentor these young players, Tom, Tom's still coming back from injury. You've that's got right. other experienced players. You know, it's, it's going to be a potentially a rotational squad this season. We might see a lot of changes, and but it's all for the better for the team. I, I the was going to say, Emilio. has to be. Yeah, has to be. Yeah. It's, it's just one yeah. game. You know what I mean? It's twenty-five yeah. players. Yeah. You know, you don't win. You don't win the championship with like the, your best eleven every week. It's yeah. you know the, injuries you know, the play that go up week in, week in, week out. You know what I mean? It has to be a squad game, and I think players nowadays understand that, and they are yeah. they have to understand that they're going to get dropped or rotated. Call it what you want, but it is we have got. Currently, without any additions we get between now and next week or next month when it finishes, we have got the squad to get to really push for top two. I totally yeah. agree. Totally agree, Rob. Russ, and- before, before you ask the next question, if, if I add to Rob and Emilio there, Go. You're talking about giving Go. youngsters a chance. L- last year, or the last mm. two years, we've hardly given any youngsters a chance over mm. a period of time. And, and Elliot's gone and, and he could have done a job for us last year as well as this year if he'd have stayed. And he, he could well be um, in, in the first team now as, yeah. a, as, as a, a structure there. But I was going to mention about we've lost a centre-forward from the under-23s, Beareth, yeah, to Arsenal. Yeah. He's not going to play in Arsenal's first team, in my opinion, for the next two three years. But... Yeah, but if he'd have stayed, if Gordon, on, Gordon, if he had, Gordon, I think I think that's all agent. I think both 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 Patrick, yeah, Robert, yeah, it, both Elliot, yeah. both Pierre is that is agent agent driven. I can I can totally understand. Will be agent driven. I can totally understand that, Rob. I'm not having to go at the players. It, it's it's the agent trying to get them more money and yeah. get them to mm. somewhere where. If they don't do it in two or three years, then he can he can get more money to go somewhere else. But if he's been advised properly, and if he'd have spoken perhaps to you or to me as, as a forward, I would have said, give it one more season because we've come mm. down in the championship. You've scored 18 goals in 23 games or whatever he did. You could well be in with a chance of playing in the first team. And if Mitrovic gets uh, an injury... You could take his place. If you go in and start scoring goals, you are then going to make a name for yourself. He's made a name for himself. The current agents and the current players' mentality is completely different than when we, we played. And I can tell you for a fact now that all of them three players that have left, whether it be Roberts, it be Elliot and, and, and the latest one, it is yep. all driven by the agents saying to him, Fulham are offering you £500 a week, but you can get £1,500 a week at Arsenal or Blackburn yep. or at Man City. What do you want to do yep. for the next three years? There's a contract, boom. And it happens. They don't realise in three or five years' time 
They could be on the scrappy, being black. Mm. They could be playing for Accrington, Stanley, or Northampton, or whatever. They just they, they look at the big picture at the time and think, right. See, I agree with Rob. I agree with Rob on this, Gordon. And again, uh, because when you look at Pat Roberts, I think Pat Roberts is a cautionary tale. The grass is not always greener. Oh yeah, money definitely. But but as to Rob's point, what about Ryan Sessegnon? Same thing again. <laughs> more some yeah. of recent. He'll be playing for Northampton in three years' time. He's regressed. He's regressed. Yeah, you know, he, you know. So again, was that the player's agent? Is that the player's agent? Sessignon or both? A combination of both. He wanted well, bigger, better things, and you know, would you have him back? Clearly not. So I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want Ryan back. Thank you very much. The, you the thing is, yes, I know. I know players are trying to get as much money as early on as they can. But to be perfectly honest with you, I agree with you, Rob. The, the mental attitude has changed. And it's if I can get 1,500 quid instead of 500 quid, I'm going to go for it. At the end of their career, you or, or you, myself, you are based on what you've done in the game. They will be much more wealthy than either of us. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. people will probably not be talking about them in the way that they talk about me or the way that they talk about you. And what is it? 30 years since we played and mm-hmm. we still get good good vibes on facebook twitter yeah, whatever yeah. youtube we're still, we're still full of legends yeah. they, they will be they will be the, the bygone era and people say what was his name again um and it's a shame for me because yeah. they could make a name for themselves but they want to jump ship early and I think Beareth is a, is a is another good example yeah. that was offered a totally contract by Fulham. Yep. But but if you say I'll agree with you, and I'm sure I'm sure James would have been in that category if he hadn't yeah, been injured. Yeah, I think with the goals yeah. that he'd scored previously before Beareth, he would have been one that you know a few Premiership yep. sort of under 21s, 23 clubs would have been looking at to try and coax away mm. from Fulham at the time. Yes, well, he's back in our I, squad. He's given a squad number. He's been injured, obviously, yeah. the last sort of 12, 18 months. But, you know, what we saw of him two or three, two, eight, two years ago, probably now going back to, you know, yeah. there's, goal scorers don't come, you know, don't come right. easy. So, you know, this lad's not had a chance. He's had some injuries. He's back. He's given a squad number within Silver's sort of remit as such, whatever. You know, you know yeah. give the kid a chance. You know, I mean, we never scored enough goals last year. And I know he was injured at the time. And we've loaned out lots of players that we've yep. bought from Chelsea, the lad, and we let him off go at it. You know, let, let's let give these kids a chance. You know, why buy a yeah. ready-made product see, when you might have someone in your youth team already? See, Rob, yeah. I'm completely there with you. But I understand both of your points. Your point is we have these youngsters play them. And that's what Gordon is also kind of reiterating too. But to your point, Rob, and this is where I have a hard time blaming Fulham on this. You know, w- when you look at the kid that went to Arsenal, it's about money. It's about the agent. Elliot, like you said, it's the same thing. Pat Roberts, the same thing. You're a club like Fulham. If you do the best you can to try to keep them, then you, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do. The only thing they can do is to show the path, Rob. You've got a path mm-hmm. here. You've got a path to play. And I don't know if that was shown enough in the past yeah, yeah, three years. Right. And, yeah. and and that might be I don't think that I don't think the agent or the player had trust in the current manager at that time to see the pathway to getting into the yeah. first team. Yeah. See, see yeah. that to me is, yeah. I think, where Gordon's going on this. Because Gordon's like, mm-hmm. well, listen, there's an opportunity here at Fulham. Stay a year, and then if you're the, as good as you think you are, then you can move on. 
But as we find out with some of these players, the grass isn't always greener. They make the mistake. And instead of being Rob Wilson and Gordon Davis, they be, just become who they are. They don't become the legends because maybe if they waited a little bit and stayed with a team that believed in them and nurtured their careers, maybe things would be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah to- totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. But okay. Rob, Rob is right. It, it, money, money talks it's, these it's money. days, yeah. um, and it, it's big money. And to be perfectly honest with you, some of these kids, they could finish the game at twenty-five years old and yeah. not have to work again. But I think and, and that's what they're looking at. Look, look at Loftus Cheek at Chelsea. You know, I mean, I know he's doubled his wages since he came to us, but he were, he were offered at eighteen, nineteen at Chelsea. You know, fifty, sixty thousand pound a week. You know what I mean. To 120,000 pound a week that we've been paying for the last 12, 18 months. Yeah. I think the same thing here. There's, is there any loyalty in anything these days? There's no loyalty in who you bank with, who you insure with, you know, who you work with. You know, I've got my a colleague of mine, Robin Beatty, who just commented, you know, the work that we do, you know, sometimes you're driven by the demand and supply. If there's, if there's a better job out there that pays you more money. I'm always then... up for being headhunted, Emilio. If any of my uh, workwear <laughs> <laughs> work yeah. suppliers are out there, I'm always up for being um, <laughs> poached. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Hang on, I've just, got, I've just got a call from another club. I've just got to take this. Is it a rat club? Is it a rat club? It won't be a bar it. club anyway, Gordon. It's got, it's, got, it's got a rat involved, but it's a variety club. Oh, okay, okay. Good, good stuff, guys. We still have a lot to talk about. So coming up next, I'm going to get the guys' thoughts on the two signings Fulham have made. And then later on, we will give our predictions for the season. Okay, Gordon, I'm going to go right to you. What, and I think you're going to know why I'm going right to you. Let's talk about Harry Wilson. I want to get your thoughts on this signing. I'm very excited about this signing and again everything that i've heard and and seen on him it's positive but i'm going to ask you this question i actually pose this on twitter so i'm curious your view on this harry wilson i'm glad that he's at fulham is he a premier league player though because i think fulham need to be looking at beyond this season beyond in the championship they need to be building something could he play in the premier league he has is he a Premier League player? Because I want them to be going after players that not only can play at the championship, but we know can make an impact in the Premier League. I'm curious your view on that when it comes to Wilson. When you look at it, and I know I'm going to be biased, but he is a Welsh international. He's played uh, at the highest level. He could easily play in the Premier League as long as you play to his strengths. And I've always said that about all the players that we have in this squad and looking forward to this season. If the manager plays to the player's strengths, then we will go from strength to strength. He's, he's, a, he's a quality player. He's good on the ball. He still works hard. He puts 100% in for the team uh, because that is the way that the, the Welsh team is built on. Is built on working for each other. It's, it's a family atmosphere when you're involved with the Welsh team. And uh, Rob would probably say the same thing when he was involved with, with the Irish team. You be, Because you're a small nation, you become very insular when you get together and you, you, you act as a family and you look after each other. I think he will bring quality to the team. I think at least he might be somebody who may score free kicks 
from just outside the box, which we have been abysmal at for the last two years, uh, or maybe longer. Emilio could probably sort of give me a stat on that. Um, when was the last time we scored directly from a free kick? Um, but I, I, yes, I think he's a he's a quality signing. Um, I was surprised, to be perfectly honest with you, that he didn't go to a Premier League club. So um, from my point of view, I, I'm very, very happy to see uh, Wilson at Fulham and uh, uh, holding, I think, uh, a spot down from day one. Okay, I totally agree with that. Rob, I think this is a, a quality signing to Gordon's point. He has proven himself, obviously, with the Welsh, and he has a, a little bit of a track record in the Premier League. My thought is that, again, Fulham have become a yo-yo club. Let's call it what it is. I want them to attract players that can also play in the Premier League. I think Harry Wilson can. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously coming from the background of, of, of Liverpool and playing at Bournemouth, I think last year at Cardiff it was a it was a downward step for him. You know what I mean? Going, I think, because they didn't have the players to play at a level that he was used to. You know, I mean, Bournemouth was a football inside. Liverpool coming from the the, the, the sort of grounding that he'd had. I think he's a great signing. I really do. I think... Um, Depending where we play him, I mean, that, that, that's his key. I don't know. I'd ask the question, where's his best position? Is it wide? Is it a 10? Is it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really know. I've watched him a few times and I still can't get my head around where I think Silver might pitch him in at, you know, uh, in terms. But he has to be playing. He has to be our number one. You don't you don't sign a player for allegedly £12 million or whatever it is and he, he doesn't start. But, uh, right. yeah, I think um, I think he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good signing, very good signing. I think he'll give us, as Gordon said, I think he's set ball players. I think he's very, very good, both with corners, which we've been poor at, and, and, and around 20, 25 yards. He, he's oh. a master. We've seen for years he's scored it. I must say, he won't be the best Wilson that's ever played for the club, but, um, well, that's, you know, that has to be, uh, again, you know, that's of course. not for grabs. I hope he's not given a number eight. I'm um, number eight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Emilio, your thoughts. It's funny because uh, Robin Gordon brought up something that, I, again, it's obvious. Fulham mm. have been terrible on set pieces, let's be honest. Mm. And uh, he's actually excellent at it. So, so again, that's important just to start mm. off. But everything I've seen from him, everything that I've learned about him, this is a quality signing, and this to me is a little bit different than two seasons ago with, say, Knockhart and Bobby Decadova Reed, and then, of course, uh, Cavallaro. I think this player's on the rise. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's that's the difference here. He's 26, but he's on the rise. He still is about to enter his prime. He still has his prime years, and he and it's going to be a fault. So I think that's important. What, what are your thoughts about the signing? Yeah, to be honest, it's, you know, it's an exciting signing. I agree with Gordon's points about, you know, he, he'll be a, a team player. I think he's not, he's, he's going to look for those quick passes. I think he's got his interlink, you know, his interlink play is, is very good. The Welsh ethics are going to be very important in this, in this division, hardworking, looking to go forward, you know, and I think those principles are key. The key thing here, this is a flip side of what you were saying, Rob, the agents in his ear saying, actually, you need to go and play for another team. You know, the other, the opposite side, actually, <laughs> you're going to stay stuck at Liverpool. What are you going to do there? Go, go and play a, a club that's got potential to get automatic promotion. And, you know, is he a player that will, can sustain Premier League, uh, you know, survive? I think he, I think he, is, he potentially has a makings of being a, a Premier League player. The key thing for me is, is he going, is he a replacement for Tom? Let's be honest, we've had about six, seven years of Tom Kearney 
You know, the last 18 months, he's been unfortunately injured in, on a number of yep. occasions. He's not the player he was a few seasons ago. We've got to start looking forward. You know, all these all these players, we've, stopped, we've got to start being a little bit less sympathetic. Johansson is obviously my favourite player when we got promoted. You know that. But clearly, we have to move on. And that's, I see Tom's future at the club less certain now. Who's going to be the club captain going forward? Is, is it Tim Ream? You know, question mark. You know, Tom's not, Tom's not fit. Yep. I don't see him, be, you know, being a natural starter when he is fit. To be honest, because like we've said on the show tonight, we've got a lot of right. new talent in the team. That's the new future. We've got to sort of move forward, not look back. So I'm actually quite excited. I think he's got a lot to offer. He's got goals. He's got assists, and that's what we need. Gordon mentioned earlier, the amount of goals and assists last season collectively was abysmal. With that, will change this year. We've got enough quality, enough width, and he is an upgrade to what we've currently got. You know, Knockhart, Cavallero. Bobby Decadova Reed, they're okay players, but clearly they they for the amount of money we've spent on those three players combined, the return has not been good enough. And I think twelve million is a lot to cash out for, but I think he's in his twenty-six. You know, we've got a few years out of him to be honest. That's we get, right. we play to his strengths, the Gordon's point. We play to his strengths, then we've got a lot to look forward to. But we have to look forward to a new era of football, new coaching era, new young players. The likes of Johansson's moved on. Tom will probably this may be his last season at Fulham, potentially. It's it's about looking forward, not back. So I'm actually quite excited. I want to see I want to see a bit of diversity in the team. We've got a little bit stale at times with you know with the with the brand of football and with the type of players that we had. It's now about freshening up and giving us a chance to stay in the Premier League if we go up. And that's a key thing for me. It's we've said it time and time again. Wolverhampton, Brighton, they got promoted and they've stayed there for a number of years. We've got to learn from our mistakes and and start building a squad that can get promoted the first attempt and stay there comfortably. Other teams can do it. Why can't we? Okay, good good stuff, Amelia. We'll definitely talk about Tom when we talk about the midfield. So I want Rob to analyze the midfield in just a bit. But before we do that, let's talk about the other side. This one actually surprised me. And uh, I'm a big fan of Merrick Rodax. But I really like the fact that they brought in this goalkeeper that will, I think, be battling with him for the number one shirt, which I think is important. I, th- I think it's important to have someone with uh, experience and someone to push someone else. And what the best player win at the position over to you, Gordon, what were your thoughts when they brought in, in this uh, goalkeeper, Paulo Gazaniga? Now he has a little bit of a track record just coming from Tottenham. Your thoughts. Coming from Tottenham, I thought he's got to be a, a good goalkeeper um, because the top four, top six teams in the Premier League, uh, not going to sign somebody with the hope that he could turn into uh, a good stopper at the at the end of the day. So um, I, I didn't know anything about him. Um, I knew that he'd come from Tottenham. Um, when I interviewed um, or, or had a s- chat with Marek Rodek uh, a couple of seasons ago, and he was number two and, and Betts was in goal, um, I asked him, uh, obviously, the rivalry between you and Betts is, as all goalkeepers are, is you want to be number one. And we were coming to the first game of the season. I, and I said to him, I said, would you like to see us lose 5-4, but Betts let four goals in so you've got a chance of playing the following week? Um, and, and fair play to him. Uh, he yep. said... Um, I'd be happy with the win, but I wouldn't be happy for Betts because he's let four goals in. And it's like the keepers' union. Uh, they, they sort of they tend to stick together. They tend to want the other keeper to do well. 
but they're always waiting and biding their time to get that chance. And when they get that chance, they know, apart from any other position on the field, they have got to do the one thing first. They've got to keep a clean sheet. And then they might get another game and they've got to keep a clean sheet and they might get another game. Um, so he, with, with, with Marek, he's a very level-headed guy. Um, he, he's very sort of spot on with the way that he looks at the game and the way that re he reacts to other keepers coming in. He, he will take this as, a, I think, a bit of an affront because Ariola came in and was straight in the team and he, he didn't get a look in. So I think both sort of goalkeepers will be fighting for that number one spot at the beginning of the season. And it will be interesting to see what happens against Middlesbrough um, because uh, I think that Rodek was one of the uh, best players in mm -hmm. the championship promotion season because he kept us in games uh, when we could have been one, two, three nil down. And we, we ended up winning those games. So I think he's a, he's a fantastic keeper. He's, he's still young, but yep. it's going to be interesting to see who gets mm -hmm. that number one jersey at the beginning yep. of the season. And uh, then, as you say, we've already spoken about the squad that we may have this season. If you get the job at the beginning of the season, you could well have it for the 40-plus games in mm -hmm. that season because I expect us to score more goals than we concede and uh it's going to be a a tough one to take for whoever yeah is number that's two at that first game against middlesbrough it's a good point all right before i go to you robert a couple of things first of all i gotta share a goldman yes i'd made a goldman harry wilson russ is 24 not 26 so that's on me so that's even better he's only 24 that's, years yeah. old that's even better so that's a goldman there but i want also want to share this mm. uh shout out to big jim stannard who has his operation yeah, of all, does, yeah. all the best of all. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think we're all in agreement on that. Uh, all the best. And hopefully mm -hmm. everything goes okay on that. Okay. Over to you, Rob. Thoughts on what Gordon shared about Paolo Gazaniga and the competition with Marek Rodak and your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know a lot about him, to be honest. I've had to look him up and see what he was doing. And, you know, most premiership size have, three or four keepers, you don't have mind two, like we would have had in our day. Yeah, they do have sort of three and four, and it's, uh, you know, they, they just shuffle them along the pack. And, yeah, I mean, if he's going to be number one or, or Rodak's going to be number one, we, we don't know. You know, at the end of the day, it'll be Silver's decision. I mean, Betts has come and gone. You know, he, he done what he'd done four years ago, got into the side, Got got dropped and then be in and out. I can remember back to Burnley, you know, mm. probably two seasons ago when he got back in the side when he he got dropped. Uh, you know, obviously he's gone on to to go down the road, unfortunately. But um, you know, listen, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know a lot about this Tottenham keeper. I'll be totally honest with you. But if it were Rodak as a number one, I'd be totally happy with that because I think he's never let us down. Uh, I like it. I like oh, I him. I like his mannerism. I like his his mannerism on the ball and when he's shot stopping, which is part and parcel of a goalkeeper. But he's quick with his, his distribution. Um, he looks like he gives the defenders confidence. So, you know, let, let's see. Uh, as I say, I'll be totally honest. I don't know a lot about the Tottenham kid, but, you know, if he's going to come in and be number one, that's fine. It's 
competition for places. They will push each other throughout the season. If you know, if one has a nightmare, I'm sure they'll be out within a game or two. Uh, and it is if it's a 40 or 45 game season, they'll both get their opportunities at some point. Okay, excellent. Emilio, your your thoughts on the competition with the goalkeepers? Same thing again. You know, the Rodak was probably our shining light in that season. We got promoted a couple of years ago. He was outstanding when he he, he got his number one jersey. And to my earlier point, Bettinelli in and out the squad. We need to look forward rather than looking back. You know, sometimes you know, got to put aside the sympathy. You know, he's been a Fulham player all you know, all his life. There was speculation he went to Chelsea. He was going to Chelsea, I think, four or five years ago. I think I recall, wasn't there? Some all that speculation he was going to go to Chelsea then when he was at the, when he got into the England squad a few years back, if you recall. But clearly. His career somewhat regressed. You know, he didn't get the the, the consistent, you know, number one jersey, you know, because he made a few mistakes a couple of years ago. Robert came in. So it's good to have change. I don't know much about this fella, but, you know, some, you know it's, it's healthy competition is a good thing, to be honest. But if he's good enough to be, what, Tottenham's third choice keeper, clearly, you know, he should be good enough to either play for Fulham as, as a number one keeper or as a backup. So it's, it's an unknown quantity, but he played on Saturday, looked fairly comfortable and... Yep. Uh, Let's see how it goes. You know, I can't really comment on that. But Roda, I'd like to see Roda given the number one jersey if he's fit, because I think he he played very well. Many people question Ariola coming in. I remember having a conversation right. about Ariola. You know, why is this this French goalkeeper coming in? Roda deserved. Remember all the remember a year ago. Look, he was the best keeper, probably the best keeper in the in the, in the Premier League last year. And it, that's my frustration. If we all these players that we've nurtured in the last year, up come West Ham, Crystal Palace, they've snapped them all up. That's the frustrating. All we need to do is. Scott Parkers, keep us in the division. We could have had Ariola as number one, Anderson as captain. It's just it's frustrating, but it's you know there's there's my anger because we had a good enough play. We've nurtured them for a year, got them in the yep. shot window. What happens? They go to a, an average um, Premier League clubs, even even West Ham. No disrespect to them. But come on, if West Ham, I totally Ham agree with you, Emilia. I agree with you hundred percent. Come on, come on. It's it's why, if, what what are West Ham doing good that Fulham aren't doing good? That's that's frustrating. West Ham are not. Successfully winning tournament. Emilio nailed it. Yep. You know, why can't we do it? That's yeah. frustrating. You know, we're a we're a feeder club, Emilio. Yeah. We're a feeder club for the for the other for the other London clubs. We're a feeder club. Yeah. Anderson, yeah. no disrespect. You you haven't even thanked you haven't even thanked Fulham for all your services last season. You said, "Here's my Crystal Palace shirt." Proud. And, bo- and both of them and both of them are not had to move out. They've yeah. just gone no. from where they were renting straight into bloody. These are players who probably arguably are two best players last season and where yeah. they go to so-called you know, average Premier League club. So that's frustrating. But hey-ho, <laughs> that's life, right? That's right. I'm, okay. gl- I'm glad Italy won the championship, honestly, yes. because you would be, you would be yeah. hanging from a noose at the moment with Fulham. <laughs> oh. You know, and it's winning the hundred meters gold medal in the in the Olympics. Yeah, yes, I was from? waiting for that to come up. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> okay, all right, good stuff, guys. Listen, I still got a good amount that I want to go over with you. Do you guys got about another fifteen minutes in you before before I? Uh, you guys yeah, got no another problem. fifteen minutes? Yeah, I need to go okay. and charge my. Let me go and get my charge. My my laptop's running out of charge. Okay. Give me a couple of minutes. Hold on. I'll give you. Let a me get another bottle of wine. Yeah, All it's right. my birthday. I'll be up till about two. <laughs> so. Okay, okay, guys. While <laughs> while we wait for Emilio, uh, I want to get your thoughts. I want, <laughs> want you guys to analyze the midfield and then up top. So, Rob, I'll start with you. And again, listen, there are a lot of players. We've already talked about a good amount of them, and it's interesting. 
because I think Silva has a little bit of a conundrum. You already mentioned him. You know, Tom's coming back from injury. Hopefully he's good to go. Harrison Reed, Josh Onima. You're you're adding Francois to the mix right now. And then of course and you Gracie. Know, and, and Gisa and then and then even Surrey. I, they're all they all can't be there but just your thoughts on the midfield because this could really be a strength for Fulham this season all the best oh, yeah, Rob the what sorry <laughs> I said all the best you got to you got to pick four from about 24 yeah I mean listen you know it, it, it it's a big big season for for Tom Carey you know whether he's fit yeah. or not fit I mean he's still contracted to us for for another two or three years, um, obviously he's had sort of uh, as near damn it nine ten months off without playing. He's coming in with a new manager. Unfortunately, he's not done a preseason, so he's out the equation for next for next week's game. Um, but the bottom line is, he is still one of the best championship players in this division. When you look at his stats over the last four years, yeah, he might not have cut the mustard at Premiership a couple of times playing the two years that we did. But I will stand by if Tom Kearney is fit, and, and I, you know, if he's fit, he plays for Fulham, full stop. Whether he's captain or not is a different scenario in everyone's right. opinion. But to me, as a footballer, keeping the ball and making Fulham tick, even if it's the way that Silva wants to play, and I'm sure Silva wants to play on the front foot, but he wants people to retention of the ball, because you right. can't win, you can't win football matches if you haven't got the ball. And Tom Kenny is one of the best in the division at keeping the ball. Look at his stats; they do right. not lie. You know, so if he's fit and he can mould into the way Silver wants to play, then he's got to play as one of the midfield two stroke three. Harrison Reed comes into equation. We don't know whether a Serio and Guisi they don't want to be at the club. If I were honest with you, what I know. Them two do not want to play for Fulham. They want to go and play elsewhere. Get okay. rid of them. Get rid of them. Okay. Get rid of both of them. You know, we don't need them at Fulham. They don't want to be there. They don't want to play for the club. You know, they, they want to play premiership. So get rid of them. So let's look at let's look at other people. Let's look at Josh Alamo could be given a 20, 10 games on the trot type player confidence. He could do what some of these players could do, you know. But the bottom line is, Tom Kenny, if he's fit, he plays. Full stop. Yeah, I'm totally manager, whether I'm, whether I'm Parker, uh, Ranieri, or Silva, if he's fit, play him. You know, play him in the right position, at the right tempo, play him, and let everyone else play around him. Harrison Reed has to play. He's a, he's, he's oh, a right. breaker-upper. Josh Onomer could be, you know, as we just alluded to earlier on, we need a squad here. You know, we don't need the same two or three midfield players every week. It will rotate as the season goes on. It's a 40, 40, 45 plus match season. So, you know, we're going to need, we're going to need the youngsters. We alluded to earlier on, Francis and, and, and Carvalho. And I'm sure we might invest in some other players. So, you know, it's not going to be the same Johansson McDonald. Kearney, going back to four years, three years ago, it ain't going to be the same three midfield players week in, week out. The The game's evolved. The game changes. The manager changes. The, the concept and the, and, and the stats change. But if Tom Kearney's fit, for me, 
as a footballer, knowing what he's done in the championship over the last up and down four years, if yep. he's fit and he's back to his best, he plays. Okay. Some part in that midfield, somewhere along the line. That If I were manager, I'd pick him every day of the week. Okay, excellent. Gordon, I want to go to you because before I, I get your thoughts of up top, uh, I want to get your thoughts on what Rob just shared because something stood out to me. And uh, I know Fulham supporters are listening and heard Rob say this. Would you get rid of Seri and Nguisa because Rob doesn't think they want to be at Fulham? Is it better to get rid of them now and go with a club that we have now? What are your thoughts about it? Because, you know, again, Rob brought up some points. If Rob's right and they don't want to be part of this right now, should we get rid of them? If Rob is right in what he says, and he knows that's come from a credible source, then yes, sell them. I'm not I'm not saying it's come from a credible source. I'm coming from a supporter watching them play for us for the last two years. Okie dokie. I, w- I would say that Seri, yes, get rid of, because he's been away for two years. It doesn't even look as though he wants to play for us. Anguisa, you've got to look at what he can do. Uh, when he was playing in Spain, he looked an absolute world beater. And, and he was going past players. He was running with the ball because he, he, he's he got a long stride. I, I think I've referred to him two years ago as a, as a poor man's um, uh, Man City player, Yaya Toure. He was a poor, poor man's too, right? Because he can, he can go, he can beat a player. He can lengthen his stride. He can pull away from players. But what I've always found with him when he plays for Fulham is that he takes the easy option, and he 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 may break the line, but then he'll turn back and put pass it square. Um, and I think he doesn't t- sometimes take responsibility. Now, whether that's because of what was asked for him. By Scott Parker, I don't know. Um, he, he's got the ability to run, in my opinion, run the midfield if his I mind is right. Gordon, I totally but agree I, with I, you. I don't know him as a player. Yeah, yeah I sorry, totally I've agree gone. with you. Gordon. I, I've watched him more times than not and thought, right. wow, he's been man of the match. He's like, he just like right. got an engine and a stride and a mannerism about him that can win games. But I'm not seeing yeah. it enough in 38 games over a season. Maybe okay. because no, he's, of the players he's, he's playing with. Maybe because of the manager's sort of mentality. I've lo- I've looked at his body language sometimes and thought, "You do not want to be out there." Well, that's the yeah, point, so, you know. So, and that's that's yeah. a good point, you know. And again, sorry to break up, guys, because Rob, this is Rob's opinion. Rob doesn't have sources that that he doesn't want to be here. Rob, you're going on the idea that of his body language that he just doesn't look like he wants to be a fall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and other games where he's he's on top of his game and we're winning games, he's the kingpin. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when, when, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, he looks like he's folded too easy to me. As a as a as a uh, an experienced player. So listen, I in my opinion I would get rid of him and uh, and Sarri and, and move on and let's look at what's what we got coming behind the line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quickly, Emilio, your thoughts, and then we'll talk about the uh, strikers up, up top. Yeah, I'm going to cut Angie's a bit of slack, to be honest. I thought before Christmas, how many times did he win man of the match? He was he was often our, one of my most consistent players. There was sort of phase around October, 
Was he the best of the bad bunch, Emilio? But then again, he was at, he was he was adding value though. He was he was really toughening out the midfield, making some surging runs. Agreed, maybe his final ball at time was lacking, but you couldn't afford his, his attitude. I thought in pre-Christmas, whether he caught COVID, and we kept saying we suspected he was one of those victims from COVID, and he wasn't quite the same player after Christmas, as were many as as was Lookman, for example. Look at Lookman for Christmas. Outstanding. Something happened Christmas time that he was a different player when he came back. If Lookman continued the second half of the season like he did the first. We might have had more chance to stay up and get more points on the board. Something oh, clearly yeah. happened. I think Angus was the same. And then we saw a spell from him that he, his his head was up, right attitude, getting forward, mopping up in midfield, and was really playing an important part for us. I thought, but then dynamics change. Whether it's health, confidence, I don't know. The dynamics did change. You know, we're laughing, but clearly, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, he was. I thought let's cut him a bit of slack. You know, I think he's still good enough to play in the Premier League, despite what people think. Seri, we've not seen enough of him. Disappointing first I, season in the Premier League. Be, be, before you ask one more question, before you ask one more question, Rob, Rob have you got a? I better say, have you got a cat near you? Pussy, yeah, I've got a pussy. That's why we're a laughing a million. I wasn't going to use any other word. <laughs> But I would, I would keep, I would keep Anguissa yeah, and absolutely. see how he starts the season. If yeah. he's in the team, yeah. you play him. If he's, if he's not playing well, or he doesn't want to be there. Yep. Yeah, get, get rid. But definitely oh, yeah. Seri because uh, he, oh, I, he, I agree on Seri. Silver could play Seri and Anguissa, and they could hit it off, and we've got the best midfield in the championship until and, and Sunday comes. If that happened, Gordon, me and you would be out of a job. <laughs> Who's to say that won't no, happen? Well, I said they could play together. You said get rid of both of them. You're out of a job. Yeah, Move no, on. We'll see. I'll, I'll hold my hand up and see where we are in the end of this season. You know, you okay. know, again, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, I agree with both. I think I want to keep Angisa. I think he's got he's got he's young. Okay. He showed good attitude the first half of last season, and he's 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 not he's not a bad player over. I like for Seri, no, I, I, Emilio, I agree with you. I, I like his body language, but. I think sometimes I just look at him the latter end of the season. I thought, yeah, you know, I just look at him his and body think, language oh. was terrible at the end yeah. of the season. Right? The whole squad, the whole, uh, yeah. just beyond the whole, well, yeah, the whole yeah. I mean, it, 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 it evolved, didn't it? Yeah, yeah you know, okay, uh, you know. All right, all right, guys, we, we got to get wrapping this thing up. So I, I want to quickly go, go to Gordon because, Gordon, I want to get your thoughts. I, I said I was going to say, give you this chance uh i want to talk about metro because uh you're the man it's your birthday so i want want to talk about up top and uh you know how vital this is getting him going and the players around him because i think that's important too you've you've always talked about the service if they can get this right metro can be on fire again he wasn't but you brought up a good point the style of play when you guys played there were four players in the box right that has yeah, to continue yeah. for Metro to thrive, correct? Yeah, sir, certainly. You've got to have service and you've got to have support. I, I've sort of ended my career as Fulham's all-time record goal scorer. But without Robert Wilson, Ray Lewington, Sean Driscoll, Ray Houghton, Dean Coney, and many others... I wouldn't be where I am today as far as that list is concerned. And and as far as Mitro is concerned, he's he's odds on, I think, to be 
goal scorer or top co- scorer of the year in the championship. But if he doesn't get the service and he doesn't get the support, there's no chance. So it is all about sort of, as we said when we started, it's playing to the ability of the player and what and the service that they want, the service that they need. And I've said it before, and it's, it's a bit of a joke, really. But we sign, we haven't had crosses going into the box for two years on a regular basis. So the Khans have gone out. They've signed Lionel Messi for £250 million and they put him up front and then suddenly Knockhart and Cavaliero go down to the byline and they start putting crosses into the far post. And Messi, who's five foot and a fart, looks above as the balls go past him. So you've got to play to players' strengths. It doesn't matter who you've got up there, whether it's Mitrovic, whether it's Stansfield, whether it's anybody else that we may sign, you've got to play to those players' strengths. And and Rob Rob knew when when he was getting in the box, if Dixie or myself didn't get on the ball, he's got a chance. Or if one of us got on the ball, we met and we weren't in a good position, we'd lay him in, and then he would score. So it's all about getting the right service to the right type of players. And from a forwards point of view. Now, I will go on to, about long COVID because people have mentioned about yeah. Mitrovic looking slow, looking not involved, uh, look as, as though he's struggling. If he's got long COVID, then that could play a part in him starting games or coming on later. So if that is going to happen, we need someone else to step up to be that target man until he comes on to help out. Now, at, at present... We haven't got one. So we are now in a position that we were a year ago, two years ago. If Mitrovic gets injured, who's going to take his place? We haven't got a replacement. So the club have got to work hard to get somebody in to say, if Mitrovic is not there, we've got an alternative. But you've got to play to player strengths. And you cannot play a formation that doesn't suit the players because you've got to change the players. Totally agree, Gordon. And that's what was so frustrating last season. And uh, we've talked about that. So that's one of the reasons why I'm very excited about Silva. Will Silva play to Mitro's strengths? I hope so. And if he does, I I think he's going to be scoring goals. And uh, listen, there's been speculation about this player in Brazil. Let's see if that happens. And, uh, Right now, it's just speculation until it happens. Another striker, a young striker, I'd like to see it happen. But right now, it really lays at the feet of Mitro. And hopefully, like we've talked about, he'll be on fire. Okay, to end the show, let's do prediction for full. Now, I I, I want to share this with you guys. Emilio, I've already told you this. Benjamin Bloom uh, does a great video series on the championship. He went through 24 to 1. His number one was Fulham. He has Fulham winning the league. Okay? So I'm going to go right to all three of you. Let's just cut to the chase. Let's just focus on Fulham. Rob, to you first. What's your prediction for Fulham this season? 100% we will win the championship this year. Okay. 100%. Okay. 
I can take a nap now. Thank you. I, that's great. 100%. Okay. I will put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> and that is not alcohol related because I've been out on the Raz all day. <laughs> Fulham will win the championship this year. Get your money on them tomorrow. Wow. Okay. Emilio, I'm going to go to you next. You and I have talked about this, so I know where your head is at. I'm not sharing mine yet. I'm going to go last. Your prediction. You know, look, I'm a realist. You know, you know me. You know, oh, here we go. Come on, I'm a realist. We're going to get relegated, Emilio. Well, I was, We're I going wasn't wrong 17, last year. 17 I wasn't from. wrong last year. I wasn't wrong last year. Look, Hart is saying we should be. This, this squad is good enough to get top two, right? I'm the new manager. I, I, I'm, I, I think it's going to be playoffs. I think. I think. I don't think we'll get automatic promotion unless we start hitting the ground running. Get the five. Wins like Gordon says. I'm, I'm saying it's going to be a playoff, fourth, third, or fourth. I honestly don't see us getting automatic promotion, but I like to be proved wrong. I'm being honest here. I honestly don't see it. Well, I don't see it. I think, well, I think we need more goals. I think. I think my worry is up front. I think to go if we look at the squad at the moment, yes, we will we sign will. someone, Amelia. We will sign someone this we'll week. Sign. I don't see us. I don't see us getting automatic promotion. I see us <laughs> still finish third or fourth. I'm being realistic here. You know, and okay. last year, you know, I got a lot of abuse 12 months ago for predicting relegation, whereas everyone expected mid-table. I'm just being realistic here. I honestly don't see us to get, having the consistency to win this. You've got to win, get two points per game. Okay. It's the weakest Amelia, championship. I'll have, a bottle of, I'll have a bottle of champagne with you. Yeah, I'll, and I'll buy it for you. I'll, I'll meet you outside. <laughs> we'll go and get a drink and I'll buy my shout. Okay. Record this, Russ, my shout, you know. Okay. No, Laurent very- Perrier champagne. Wow. On, on me, if we get promoted, guys. Wow. Well, I might have to fly over for this. Yeah, okay. fly over for it as well. Okay. All right. Over to you, Gordon. You don't have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gordon, to you. What's your prediction, Gordon? He's laughing. What's your prediction? Well, before this conversation started, I was thinking that we were going to finish... <sighs> Halfway, 12th, 13th, 14th. But but no, 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 Emilio, no, I wasn't. Um, I'm in the camp of Rob. I think we're going to win the league. I obviously am looking forward to the Brazilian coming in for us also signing Armstrong and Grimes. And I think we're going to take this league apart. And we are going to be probably... Promoted really? with about four with about four games to go. Wow. So I tell you, I tell wow. you what, Emilio, if you're you're buying Rob a champagne, I will buy you a champagne, and that will shut Rob up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! This is wow! What a way to end the show. So it's funny. So Russ, uh, yes. My prediction. We're down I'm, to I'm, you. I'm, We're down oh to my. you. Right. It's not, it's down to me. And here's the problem I have with my prediction is that I went with you guys last time and I feel like I jinxed it. So if I go with, with you guys, then I'm afraid I'm going to jinx it, but you know what? I'm going to go with you guys. Cause I I'm predicting Fulham are going to win the league. I'm going with the two Fulham legends. Sorry, Emilio. Fulham mm. are going to win the league. I, I, I feel that even without additions, they can win the league. Uh, I, <laughs> I believe agree. I believe, okay. I believe, though, you're right. I believe, you're right. though, Rob is right, though, that there will be additions. But regardless of the additions, 
Fulham can win the league because I think yeah, they we- have they have the uh, the talent to win the league. If Silva is on his game and really is the Premier League manager that I think he is, why can't Fulham win the league? I'm going for Fulham to win the league. So, Russ, just before you go, just before sure. you go, there's obviously four of us here now, and yep. you have got the choice of promoting two and relegating one. Who are you going to go for? Promoting out of out of you guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to promote. You've got to promote two, and you've got to relegate one. Gordon, it's a no-brainer for him. Okay. Does he want well, us back uh, on the show? Okay. Well, um, I'll have uh, my bags so I'll go. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Um, uh, I'll relegate myself. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not going to answer that question, Gordon. Good try, though. Good, good try, Gordon. All right, all right. Great show, guys. Uh, fantastic show. Mm-hmm. And again, before we go, a couple of things that that, that I want to mention. First of all, sorry about the technical difficulties on my part. I actually had my TV oh, on. Oh, my so, part as well. I, yeah, I, I was yeah. working off my phone. Sorry. No, nope, I got nope. my uh, my wife's laptop. No. Nope. Uh, so anyone that watched or listened to the beginning of the show, sorry about that. But you know. Uh, things happen. Your Goldman's happen, and it happened during the show. But I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I also want to mention this. Please do sub- subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is a great way to watch us live. So please do subscribe. We're trying to get people to subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right, we do have to wrap this up before we go. One more time, Gordon. Happy birthday! Thank you very much. Yeah. Happy sixty-six. It's, 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 it's a day in Rick my life that I will never. It's a day in my life that I will never remember again. <laughs> Route okay. 66. Okay, okay. Rob, as always, <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. Pleasure, pleasure. Okay. And Emilio, I'm relegating myself, so you stay and I leave. I've got a stay of execution, right? So that's, <laughs> that's okay. a yeah, great show, guys. Great show, guys. Great it's been show. A really, really. Well, we'll hopefully see you on Sunday, maybe, Rob. Gordon. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down for the game. So I'm actually yeah, just. I'm, I'm, just I'm, oh, sorry. Yeah. Just to give a plug to the the, the uh, advance, they just started yes. doing the club tours. Yep. Uh, yesterday they started. So next Monday I'm doing I'm doing a tour with Ed, uh, and oh, I'm gonna. Right. I'm, I'm doing it with my son and my grandson, Tommy, because we're down for the game on Sunday. So, yeah, the club have asked me to go around with supporters and and, and give you. my view on what the changing rooms and the areas that are going to do, what we like in my day. So that's going to be quite interesting. Be and and, and for, for, for any supporter on that trip, it's going to be quite interesting to get both views. Oh, that's great. That's, we'll, that's join me fantastic. after the game, maybe. We'll go for a drink if you've got time, guys. And, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Just I'll message you give, and um, yeah, give me a message. We'll do a yeah. post right outside the ground as well. You know, rather than doing it from a studio, we can actually do it outside the ground. So yes, maybe yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm down. Board. I'm down. Traveling down from Yorkshire Sunday morning. I'm staying at Putney okay. Bridge uh, Hotel there. So with my yep, son yep. and my grandson. So Perfect. yeah, no problem. I'll bring you. I'll yep. bring you. That's great. As guys. Rob usually says, if we go for a drink, Emilio, then you're buying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Not Lauren Perrier this time. I'll, I'll definitely buy the first couple of rounds. Don't worry. Okay, great, great <laughs> stuff. Guys, I do have to wrap this up, but before we do, I have to share this comment. You guys will all get a laugh at it. Here it is. This is from Steve Reynolds. Goldman kiss of death, meaning my prediction. So 
Hopefully, <laughs> I'll be wrong. So, Steve, thank you very much. He's a friend of mine. Steve, thank you for Steve. Stay if Steve if 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 he's if Russ is a kiss of death, then it, obviously me and Gordon's a kiss of death as well because we've copied right. you or you've That's copied right. us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys, fantastic show. I want to mention that our next show is going to be a great show. It's going to be the return of Dan Crawford on from Hamian.com. He'll be joining me and Giannis on Friday to preview Middlesbrough. It's exciting. I look forward to it. But listen, let's wrap up the show. For Fulham legends, Gordon Davis and Rob Wilson and Emilio Donello, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.